On the hotline, we have a guest joining us. He is the new executive director of the Chattanooga Symphony. His name is John Kilkenny, and he's joining us right now to tell us a little bit about himself and about the new gig with the Chattanooga Symphony. So, Mr. Kilkenny, welcome to the show. How you doing, guys? Good morning. Good to be with you. Thanks yep. for having me on. Yeah, hope I hope we uh, get to, to talk with you a whole lot more over the years here that uh, that you'll be in your position, John. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah, you got Brian Joyce. You got Kevin West. You got Jim Reynolds here, and and, and I know you can't see us because because you're on the phone <laughs> there, but uh, but you know we'll, we'll we'll get the opportunity to meet you. I guess because uh, you take over when Mar- uh, in March. Yeah, I start the first of March. I'm uh, I'm moving down Chattanooga uh, soon, uh, probably by the end of February, and I'll be. Uh, on board the 1st of March officially, yeah. Where are you coming from, John Kilkenny? Uh, I'm based outside of Washington, D.C. right now, so uh, I'm a professor at George Mason University. That's the position I'm leaving, and I'm I to come down to work with Chattanooga. And uh, I'm also the director of the Swanee Summer Music F- Festival, which is uh, up at the University of the South. So I'm really familiar with the area. I've spent a lot of time in Chattanooga. Um, and I just, I just love the region, and I love the city, and I'm excited to be a part of it. It's good yeah, to be shoot, if you've been, you know, part of the Swanee Music Festival, you do know the region then pretty well. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense for you to to, to want to come here to God's country as, uh, as exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right I, now it's uh, 25 degrees and snowy here in D.C., and I'm I'm really looking forward to never having that again, <laughs> just for that reason alone. Uh, Don't ever well, say it's 29 right now. Yeah, so. no, you only get we only got four degrees on you, so. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, we got to do better then. We, do better. we don't have the snow. And as a former Yankee, you know, I'm I'm happy about that. I know everybody wants the snow, but I I don't miss it. So uh, you won't miss I it either. Know. I don't think the shoveling of it. I especially. don't think I will. No. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody everybody knows about you know uh, John Kilkenny coming as the executive director of the Chattanooga Symphony Opera, um, and everybody is familiar with the conductor, of course, that mm-hmm. position. But what does an executive director with the Symphony Opera do? Sure. So pretty much um, <laughs> uh, the easy, the short answer is oversees everything else, right? So you have the conductor, the music director, and they're responsible for, you know, the artistic product and the musicians on stage and programming the music that you hear in the concerts and, and, and all of that. And then, you know, my role is kind of everything else, although because I have a background in, and not just a background, an actual, uh, I'm still a performing musician i'm looking forward to working with kyoko on you know the artistic side of it too but that's her universe so everything else so marketing uh pro uh, helping with the programming helping with uh i think the term we all use now is development but it's uh the old-fashioned term is fundraising so community relations and <laughs> also our education activities and that's something i'm really passionate about is 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 helping to build our educational programming uh through the orchestra and the opera in the schools, but also with um, with adult education, I think it's really a huge opportunity for us, and that's something I'm very excited about. So those are all the so basically everything else that you don't see on stage. It, it kind ha- of falls under my gig. It happens in in every profession and uh, to everyone, you know. As you as you move up, you move away from your first love, like like performing. So I'm surprised yeah. to hear that you actually still perform. Absolutely. Actually, I have uh, <laughs> I have a concert, a couple concerts in April and and in June, and and I'm staying uh, in Swanee uh, as the director there, which also has a sort of artistic and performance element to it. So I think it's I think it's actually really important for somebody in my role to understand uh, not in the past tense, but in the present, what it means to be a performing musician. 
you know, and there are limits. I won't be able to do as much as I've been doing uh, as a professor, uh, as a performer here. But um, I think it's important not only as an example, but also to recognize, you know, why we do this, right? No one's buying a ticket to come watch me manage the orchestra. <laughs> no one's buying a ticket to, to stare at me in the office, you know, having a staff meeting, right? They're buying tickets to come see the musicians on the stage. And so for me, it's really important to have that connection to what the great musicians, not only the Chattanooga Symphony, but all over are doing. So um, it's going to be a part of my life for as long as it can be. So you're going to, I'm hearing you say you're going to play every once in a while with the CSO. Not with the CSO, no. I, I actually, uh, I, not because I not because I don't want to. I would okay. actually love to, but I, sh- I shouldn't. <laughs> they, they're wonderful. Uh, uh, they're wonderful musicians in, in Chattanooga, and uh, they are doing a phenomenal job, and, and uh, I look forward to supporting them as their executive director. But uh, there are some other things outside of the area that I'll be able to continue doing. But, no, the CSO is in great hands artistically, and uh, I, I look forward to watching all those performances. So you didn't make the cut? Is that the deal? Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to say that out loud, but, you know, we, we all have our strengths. We'll say it that way. <laughs> I, I deal with this in athletics, and I know the America mm-hmm. is getting older. So how, yes. and, and, and what we try to do in athletics all the time, how do you reach the uh, a younger generation? I don't know what mm-hmm. the average, you know, the average age is. I don't know. But how do you get that, that, that next group, that next, that younger generation, how do you get that next group and expand to keep things going? Well, it's, it's a great question. And I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of, uh, uplifted a little bit to hear that it's a conversation that happens in athletics too, because I, Everywhere. I, I didn't know that. Oh, so absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm happy to know that. You know, I think a lot of it is, um, uh, coming it comes down to accessibility i mean there's a we could have a big discussion about this and maybe we can one day but um i think audiences for orchestra music are always going to skew a little bit older because those folks have disposable income right Mm -hmm. i mean if if you're in your 20s and you've got a couple of kids and you and your spouse are working (laughs) full-time you know coming to an orchestra concert may not be in the cards for you right Mm -hmm. now but there are other ways to reach audiences you know so community engagement playing and you know, going to where the people are and performing music that connects with them, I think is something that all orchestras have to realize because it is building a family, right? So if you go and you play in a coffee house and somebody really falls for the string quartet that's playing in the coffee house, mm-hmm. then, you know, two or three years later, they may buy a ticket to come see a subscription concert or they may bring their kids to a young person's concert Mm -hmm. and then through that young person's concert they come to a subscription concert when they're a little bit older and maybe their kids are driving so they can you know go have their own life a little bit um that's what we have to try to do is build that build that family build that continuity so it's not just you know put on a suit and tie and come out to see the orchestra yes please do that but maybe before you do that you'll see us you know in a like I said, in a coffee house or in a community center or in a retirement community when you're visiting your grandparents, and then you'll realize that we really are a part of your life in every aspect of it. Well, That's I can what say, we want to be. I can say members of the uh, of the orchestra performed at my church, not the full orchestra, oh, wow. but they did they did Christmas music on a, on a Sunday service, two or three in a row. Yeah. It, it's always it's always a highlight. It's awesome. That's great to hear. I'm I'm happy to hear that. That's wonderful. I don't recall seeing you know quartets or trios or, or anything like that uh, playing out and about here in the Chattanooga area. 
it's possible I may have missed it. I know it is possible, <laughs> but but uh, that would be something new and and some thinking outside the box. I, I would think. So so is that something you talked about during the interview process that they kind of grabbed onto and said, okay, take and run with that, John Kilkenny. <laughs> well, I think we I think there are a lot of a lot of things we can do, and uh, you know I will say that my prede- now now predecessor Samantha Teeter r- ran this orchestra through. An enormously difficult time, and and you know with mm. Kyoko and Samantha and the administrative team and the board, I mean, my goodness, I think they were the only orchestra in, in Tennessee, or certainly one of the only ones in Tennessee to keep playing all through COVID. Mm. You know, outdoor concerts and you know parks performances and all of these things. I, I hope I'm not wrong about that. I know they were one of the only that did that, um, and that's an enormous accomplishment. I mean, that really <laughs> just right there to keep folks working through this through this mess of the last couple of years. So, um, you know, I think that they grabbed onto some of the new ideas that we were looking at and, and, uh, yeah, connecting in the community is a, is a big one and not just, uh, at the normal times of the year, the holidays and other, other sort of ceremonial times, but just doing what we can to bring the orchestra and the opera and the youth orchestra to the front of, you know, I want everyone in Chattanooga, when they think about arts education, the first place I want them thinking about is the Chattanooga Symphony. I know this. The, the, they have done Harry Potter music recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've done yeah. Disney. Yep. See, we went. I brought my daughter to do uh, Disney music. Now that, that, oh, that's yep. killer. That, that's... that brought her in. Yes. And, and she was excited about Bob it. Bob Bernhardt used to do Beatles concerts, yeah. you know, that sort of a thing. Well, and that's exactly the that's exactly the point, right? I mean, what you guys just said is exactly spot on. We need to, you know, and that's great music. I mean, the Harry Potter music is incredible orchestral music. It's yeah. John Williams. It's some of the greatest music written in the 20th century, 21st century. Um, we should be performing that, and we are. And that's something that was also something that was very appealing to me in taking the job was all of the different things the orchestra is trying to do and doing successfully. You know, the youth orchestras mm-hmm. and the different programming and the pops and the masterworks and um, the opera. I mean, these are all things that are um, really exciting for me, so... That, that was. Uh, I'm happy to hear that about the Harry Potter show. What's the optimal size of, of the Chattanooga Symphony uh, in, in your mind? I mean, what, what, what would be? Yeah, you're full, and this is good. This is what we want. <laughs> um, well, you know, right now we're we're still digging out of literally of COVID, right? So mm-hmm. we we need to replace some uh, positions that you know folks retired um, or you know took other opportunities during that. So uh, I would love the orchestra to be, you know, the the how do I want to say this? The largest it can be to do everything that we want to do in our vision, right? So 60, 65 musicians, I don't know, 100 musicians, whatever it takes, right? They're going to kill me if they hear me say 100 <laughs> musicians. But um, I, I guess I'm saying more more uh, to the point that I think we need to, to do everything we can to not just get back to the size that we were, but grow both in, in terms of what we do artistically, but, you know, really what we're able to offer the musicians so they stay here in Chattanooga and they feel, you know, at home in our community and a part of what we're doing here. How do you recruit those musicians? I mean, now, in the last couple of years, obviously been a huge challenge, but on, on, on a good year, how do you recruit musicians for, for an orchestra? Sure. Well, usually we, we have to, and this is true of any orchestras, not just, not just in Chattanooga, we would have auditions when somebody retires or takes another position somewhere else. And so there's an opening uh, in the orchestra, say, for, you know, violinist, right? So you would then 
you know, post an advertisement in a couple of musician, you know, union papers and other places where they advertise job openings for the orchestra. And then there's an audition process, and it's a really pretty rigorous process. People have to send in uh, videos or, or audio recordings of their playing, and then those are screened by members of the orchestra committee. And then people are invited to audition live. Uh, most of the audition is done blind, so behind a screen. Mm -hmm. So the committee ah. that's listening to the audition doesn't know who the person is, doesn't know their gender, doesn't know their race, doesn't know they're just a number. Um, and then depending on the orchestra, that screen might stay up until the end of the process. Uh, it may come down in the finals. There are multiple rounds that you know people have to play through. Some orchestras keep that screen up, so the committee doesn't know who the player is until they walk out from behind the screen. Well, I see a, I see a reality Absolute. show in this. America's Got Symphony. <laughs> yeah. That's I've, right. I've, I got this going on. You then you're voted that's, off, that's a, and the other three come back, <laughs> and I hand you a rose, and then you get to stay. For... <laughs> we could give them masks or something. There, <laughs> like a mask singer, right? We could do something like that. Absolutely. Any, there's no bad ideas right now. Right? That's, that's how we do this when you're new. I love it. John Kilkenny is new, and, and we appreciate your time this morning. John Kilkenny, uh, the uh, newly announced executive director of the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera. He'll be on the job starting March 1st. So, John, we look forward to having you in studio with us when, uh, when you get settled. I can't wait, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I look forward to meeting you in person. Have a great day.